0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said.
1: See Ryan Gosling
0: and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. (laughs) The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, good afternoon. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. There are car, Saints. Geno Smith three-year extension with Seattle, 110 million dollars. Kings and Pelicans, the waiting on the Aaron Fox and to see what is going to happen there. Hey, uh, just a programming note: tomorrow, right here on Listen app, I will be on at three o'clock instead of four o'clock. So keep that in mind. All right, three o'clock tomorrow instead of four o'clock. Again, I hope you had a good weekend. Kings coming off a loss to the Minnesota. Timberwolves, what do you want to talk about today? Which way you want to go? You want to go NBA? You want to go John Morant? Uh, Sham Sharnier reporting that veteran Steven Adams had a players-only meeting, basically telling his team to grow the hell up and start acting professional on the road. Don't go out as much. You know, be professionals, and so on and so forth. What a mess they got going on in Memphis right now. Seriously. And the mess... Is centered around uh, Job Morant, but I've heard there's also a lot of immaturity on that team. It's a shame uh, because they are very talented. They did lose Brandon Clark to uh, an Achilles. That is going to be an issue. But obviously, with no Morant forever, how long that's going to be? Then Memphis is going to tumble in the standings. I I don't think how I don't see how they wouldn't. I really don't. So keep an eye on that. Uh, also, keep an eye on the Phoenix Suns, and we've talked about this. I mean, talent-wise, I, I don't know if there's a team with more talent than the uh, Phoenix Suns, and they play the Kings twice. But I, I could see the Lakers, the Lakers. I could see the Grizzlies falling out of the top four, and I, I could see Phoenix being two, Sacramento being three, or no worse than four. You know, I'm looking at Phoenix right now, 36 and 29. They play Sacramento twice. They won seven of 10. Golden State is 34 and 31. I still think that's going to be hard to catch Sacramento. So to me, you know, the Kings are still going to be a top four seed. You know, the question is, are they going to be two, three, or four? And that means you have that home court advantage, which I don't know if that's means anything at all their record at home and on the road are pretty identical 19 and 13 at home, uh, 18 and 13 on the road. All right. What do you want to hit on today? All right. Don't, we're still winning word on whether Fox who's questionable. will play also Valanchunas for Memphis is questionable as well. We're, uh, waiting official word on that, uh, before we can move on. I'll tell you the one thing I'm tired of seeing, I'm tired of seeing, you know, All of the experts, you know, jump on social media as it relates to John Morant, like Paul Pierce. Shut up. Would you please? Seriously. I mean, enough is enough already. You know, it's called accountability, right? Can we please have some accountability like Steven Adams in his players only meeting as reported by Sham Sharnia of the uh, athletic? Let's have accountability. Is that asking too much? All right. Let's have some accountability. That's where we should start. Not the color of someone's skin, not anything else. Accountability. All right. And then after we get past accountability, maybe we can get into some other areas. Okay. I mean, enough, enough already. I mean, I got Stephen A. Smith. You know, talking about the father of John Morant, T. Morant. What the hell does Stephen A. Smith know about T. Morant? You know, everyone's got to be a freaking expert. Okay? How about accountability? Is that asking too much? Accountability. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Kings and Pelicans, you want to talk about Morant? What do you think about their car going to the Saints, all right? Who's going to be my leadoff man to get this show rolling today? Who's going, to be, who's going to be stepping into the box? Now, remember, you got to get in there within eight seconds. That's the new rule, all right? That's the new rule. By the way, speaking of the new rules, I and again, just one other thing, You know, about where we're at today, and I did a rant on this, okay? I did a rant on this today. I did not include this because I didn't see this until just a little bit ago, and I'd already done my rant, all right? Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, okay? Here we go again. Quote I don't want white America to think for one second that this is an example that you're gonna use to shine a light on the collective problem, on the black community and all this other stuff. There are countless black athletes that show up and show out. They bust their butt. They work hard. They represent us in an exemplary fashion and society is not going to use one issue as a reason to sit up there and paint everybody with a broad brush and all of a sudden talk about how young black men, you can't give them this, you can't give them that young black men in the world of sports have been showing for quite a long time that you can provide those opportunities to us and we can take it and run with it in a very positive, productive fashion. I ain't letting white America get away with that. I can tell you that right now. Stephen A. Smith, shut the hell up. You're becoming an embarrassment, all right? Nobody's talking about, white America's not talking about John Morant's skin color about his actions. I haven't heard one person, okay, that is Caucasian talking about Morant being black. Not one, but I've seen all kinds of black people like Paul Pierce and others, come out and, and lecture us on what's going on with John Moran. I haven't seen that from white America, as you label it, Stephen. How about just America, all right? How about the freaking United States of America, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, and whoever else wants to live in the United States of America? How about that, Okay. Screw white America, screw black America, screw Asian America, Mexican America, screw it. We're, a, we're one country. Stop with this goddamn stereotype and this putting everyone in the groups. I am so sick of this crap. I'm so sick of it. Stephen A. Smith, shut the hell up. White America, black America. That's the problem with the country. We're one America, okay? We're one America. Asian, Hispanic, Muslim, Jewish, Catholic, Protestant, straight, gay, we're one America. All right? Stop putting people in damn groups. It's just unbelievable. We got to be educated now. White America needs to be educated on what we're allowed to talk about and what we're not. We saw it at the Academy Awards with Will Smith and Chris Rock. We were lectured by those with blue check marks on Twitter what to say and what not to say. And that if we were white, we should sit this one out. Why? Because we're not allowed to have an, an opinion. And now we got Stephen A. Smith trying to lecture us on what white America should do and should not do. When is somebody going to go on ESPN and lecture Stephen A. Smith's ass about dividing the country, which he does on a regular basis? All right. Stop it. Get off the damn race card. I did my rant on that today. Stop with the race card. It's called accountability. All right. I'm not seeing white America, you know, degrade or denigrate or criticize John Moran over his skin color. This doesn't have a goddamn thing to do with his skin color, all right? It's called accountability. It's called growing up. It's called getting your shit together. That's what it's called. All right, let's move to uh, some phone calls with Jerry. Hello, Jerry, how are you? Jerry, you with me? Hey, Grant, can you hear me, Grant? I sure can. How are you, buddy? I'm doing um, fine, sir. Uh, Grant, you know, love the show. Um, I loved
2: your rant this morning. And what, Grant, people got to grow the fuck up, Grant. I am so sick and tired of race this, race that. You know what? Stop it. Stop it. You know what? I mean, what happened
0: to America, man? I mean, it's just, it's, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I
3: need to care for what I say here. Um, I just, you know, I'm just tired of it. Um, I loved your opening. Keep up the great work.
0: Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate you. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, let's get to uh, Rich, right here. Uh, listen up, hey Rich.
3: Hey Grant, I tell you what, I want to say one word, man, to what you just ranted about opening your program is amen, brother. Thank you. Okay, because I, I tell you what, I I am, you know, uh, I, I I watched a little bit of Chris Rock's thing, you know, that he did, you know, on. Uh, you know, on, on TV. Yeah. Yeah. On Netflix. Thank you. And I'm just like, you know what, you know, and, and it's like, it's like, unfortunately, you know, the, like he starts, you know, talk, you know, throwing out the N word, throwing out the N word. And I'm like, come on, you know, when can we, the only way we as a country are going to are going to move forward is if we look at everybody as individuals, not, You know, black, white, Hispanic, and and as you well know, I live here in San Diego. There's a lot of Hispanics, and there's blacks, and there's you know, and I'm I'm friends with all of them, and we don't you know we don't discuss you know you know, and and it's just like it's just yeah you're not friends you're not
0: friends you're not friends or not friends based on how someone looks, your friends were not friends based on whether they're good people or not. Okay. You don't sit there. You don't sit there and have a checklist of, well, gee, I can't talk to this guy because he's Hispanic. I can't talk to this individual because they're black. That's not how the vast majority of people in America choose their friends. We choose our friends based on, Hey, they're a good person or they're not a good person.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. So we just got to move forward and 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 ignore the the noise and it's too bad that, you know, Stephen A Smith, he has to jump, you know, it's just really sad. And and I don't even hardly watch this program anymore just because of that, you know. And uh it, it, because I get sick and tired of hearing about that putting people in different groups, you know, we're all freaking human beings and we all live in America, you know. So let's just move on and and accept each other for for what they are, you know, as human it's beings, unbelievable. you know, not Stephen A. Race Stephen a. Or,
0: Smith. Stephen A. Smith is turning off a lot of people, man. He's turning yeah. off a lot of people. Enough is enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, brother. Well, that's that's I, I just wanted to jump in on that. because Thank you, I really enjoyed what you said. And it hit, it hit home, you know, because...
0: I'd love, you know, to go on a, I'd love to go on ESPN for one show and debate Stephen A. Smith on this. I really oh would. I would love yeah. to be across from him and debate yeah. him on this. And I'd like to sit there on national TV and tell him that he is dividing this country apart with his asinine comments over and over and over again with anyone yeah. who's a person of color steps over the line. It's, it's yeah. getting ridiculous. Someone needs to come after Stephen A. Smith get yeah. in his face, and, and, and give their side of the story. Everyone's too damn afraid to counter yeah. Stephen A. Smith. Someone needs yeah. to go on there and counter
3: his ass. Yeah, yeah. Amen. All right, brother. I'm, I'm with you. Thank you. 110%. Okay. Take care, Grant. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile.
0: All right, let's get to uh, some more folks. We get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown.
4: Hello, Ryan. Hey, Grant. I'm not going to take long. All I'm going to say is spot fucking on. Spot fucking on to start the show. And the real loser here is mental health. Instead of talking about mental health in this situation and people suffering from mental health, such as Ja Morant, who is self-basically admitting that, that he cannot handle stress. We are going to talk about race again so yep. shame on them i'm out Thanks. Yep.
0: thank you appreciate it you know i'm i'm just looking at a story on outkick now they're a conservative publication we get that but i want to read something that was in outkick today uh by dan Zashewski. i don't know who dan is all right but he talked about Stephen A. Smith's comments, and I want to read excerpts from his story. He talked about what he said and everything else. And then he said, I wholeheartedly agree with Stephen A. Smith's main point here. Using one person's actions to denigrate an entire group of people is wrong. Here's the problem, though. I can't find anyone making this argument. Google John Morant and click on the news tab. Try to find one story that says something like, John Morant's situation proves problem with black community. Doesn't exist. No one is saying this. Not only that, in the middle of his argument, he says things like, We can take it and run with it. Oh, okay. So when a black person does something good, we should paint with a broad brush and make it a we thing. But when something negative happens, then it has to be just that one person? See, that's the issue here. It can't be both. Either you want people to be judged individually by their actions where you want people judged as a group. For the record, the former is absolutely the correct direction for a proper society. But seemingly, many people want us to move towards the latter, except when someone from the in-group does something wrong. But if someone from the out-group does something wrong, then it should reflect on the entire group. Got it? Good. Because if you're reading this article, you're likely in the out-group. I've been talking about this my entire adult life. I will continue to talk about this until I take my last breath. People are people. All lives matter, every single one. It's been the staple of who I am. Let me repeat that for those of you that don't understand. All lives matter, every single one. People are people, the vast, majority of us. I am not speaking for everyone. I'm saying the vast majority of us. Choose our friends, not based on someone's skin color or religion or sexuality. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make a very sad statement now. I believe that a lot of people now choose their friends based on political affiliation. I believe a lot of friendships have been tarnished, destroyed, ended over political affiliation. This country is divided over political affiliation. I don't understand that, okay? I do not understand that. I don't know why we can't sit down with somebody that has a different viewpoint than us politically, have a conversation, and at the end of the conversation, say, hey man, I really enjoyed that. Even though I think you're full of shit or I don't agree with you, I really enjoyed that. I always tell the story about my dad who was liberal and became very close with my ex-wife's best friend who was a flight attendant for American. And she used to fly San Francisco to New York. That was the route she did. And she did it twice a week or a couple of times a month. Whenever she was in New York, she would call my dad and they would go out to lunch or dinner. She was a staunch Republican. She and my father could not have been more opposite with their political beliefs. They used to sit down for hours and talk about everything, okay? And at the end of the conversation, they would get up and hug each other, say, can't wait to see you again, love our talks. We can't do that in this country anymore. Why not? Why is it that white people are afraid to tell Stephen A. Smith, hey, Stephen A., you're full of shit, okay? You are walking around with blinders on. Take your blinders off and stop making everything about race. Why is it that there's not one white person on ESPN that is afraid to go toe-to-toe with Stephen A. Smith over his absurd, baseless, stupid comments? But we don't see that because people are too afraid. They're too afraid of getting canceled like I did. So you know what they do? They don't say anything. They bite their tongue. But remember, okay, our lives begin to end the day we... Remain silent about things that matter. Thank you, Martin Luther King Jr. Our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. I have never remained silent about things that matter. I will not remain silent about things that matter. And when Stephen A. Smith divides America, and I'm really talking about the sports community, I'm gonna come out and I'm gonna talk about it. I don't think Stephen A. Smith is aware of the damage that he's doing. I really don't. I think Stephen A. Smith is so caught up in his persona and his ego and his quote unquote black community that he's unwilling to step out of his box and look at the other side. That's how I feel. And racism is an issue in this country at times. Okay. Anyone that doesn't acknowledge that is being ignorant. Okay. So let's all acknowledge that. But race should not be brought into every single situation, such as what's going on with John Morant. This is not a racial issue. This is a personal issue, and it's about whether Ryan thinks it's mental health or lack of accountability or what have you, could be something else that we're not aware of. But race? Really? Race? Someone allegedly bringing a firearm onto a team charter is about race someone that is brandishing their weapon on an instagram video and saying look at me look at me look at me is about race someone allegedly threatening a mall employee or a 17 year old playing basketball in his backyard is about race really uh explain to me how that has anything to do with race but stephen a smith and so many others like kendrick perkins And we can go on down the road, want to make it about race, race, race. And you know what? Sometimes it is about race. Sometimes it is a racial issue. But many times it is not. And you can't paint the broad brush and just cry out racism. And that is, to me, one of the biggest issues facing our country today. And in my opinion, it's not bridging the gap. It is pushing us further apart. All you have to do is listen to Jerry, Ryan and Rich, my first three callers. I don't know anything about them other than they are white. I don't know what their religion is. I don't know what their political affiliation is. I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea what Ryan's political affiliation is. I don't know anything about Ryan other than he's a good person. Okay. If Ryan were black, Jewish, he was gay, okay? whatever, it wouldn't mean nothing to me. The only thing that would matter to me is he's a good person. I've never met Rich. Don't know Rich. Okay. He appears to me to be a very good person. Don't know his political affiliation. Don't know his religion. I assume that he is Caucasian, but I don't know that for sure. Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. Same with Jerry. Would not matter to me. I honestly can say in my entire life, I've never chosen a friend or eliminated a friend from my group of friends based on any of the things that I'm talking about. Sexuality. Okay. I've had friends that I found out were gay that I didn't know. They're still my friends. I don't care what your religion is. I don't care. Makes no difference to me. I don't care your ethnicity. Makes no no difference to me. I don't care your political affiliation makes no difference to me. I don't care. I don't care if you voted for Trump. I don't care if you voted for Biden. We live in America. Vote for whoever you think would be the best candidate for the United States of America. I may not agree with your vote, but you have that right. That's why we have voting. Okay. There are a lot of people that are elected to office, and I don't understand why, but I don't sit there and say, gee, all right, My friend voted for this person. They're not my friend anymore. That friend voted for that candidate. They're not my friend anymore. I know people. I have friends that have told me they have ended friendships over political differences. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, if you can be a friend with somebody and end years of friendship over a political difference, no wonder why nothing can get done in our government. Okay? Okay. Everyone's got an agenda. Shouldn't say everyone, but you understand the point I'm trying to make. Agendas. Well, I go back to accountability. All right? Accountability. That's what I'm looking at here. Accountability. Like I talked about this with Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp's not one of my favorites. I don't really, first of all, I don't watch his program. But when I have on very small sample size, he's not one of my favorites. But after the episode at the Lakers game, when he got into it with Morant and the Grizzlies, I thought that Shannon Sharp's apology, if you want to call it that, was amazing. He was accountable. He went on Fox Sports 1, and I I gained a hell of a lot of respect for that man. I thought the way he handled that was beautiful. I thought his message was beautiful. I thought everything about it was great. You know, that's called accountability. You know, taking John Morant's story and now all of a sudden talking about the black community or Paul Pierce with his absurd tweet that if you're a rich man and black, you need to carry a gun. This isn't about your right to carry a weapon. Okay. This isn't about John Morant having a weapon. Okay. We live in America. All right. We are afforded certain constitutional rights. And if you want to own a firearm, you can own a firearm, but you need to do it responsibly. Does anyone feel that John Morant's actions have been responsible? The ones that we know and the alleged reports that we don't know, in other words, we're not sure if they're factual or not. But do any of these acts to you seem like somebody that is dealing with accountability? Anyone look at his Instagram video over the weekend and say, wow, gee, that's a real stable individual? Just curious. Did anyone really look at that video and make the determination about what was going on because of his skin color? I didn't. I got to believe that most people actually are worried, genuinely concerned about John Morant's. Mental health and stability right now. I am not going to go on both sides of the fence here. I don't feel sorry for him. Okay. Again, you're an adult. It's called accountability. I also made this statement unless you can prove to me 100% that his actions are being influenced by something out of his control, meaning a medical condition, that I don't feel sorry for him. If you can show me with 100% 100% certainty that his actions are not his doing, out of his control due to a medical condition, that I will have immense compassion for him. But until that happens, I don't have compassion for John Morant. okay? You sleep in the bed that you make. He's a professional athlete. He is working. He is an entertainer. He is extremely well compensated. Okay. His actions to me are very alarming. It comes down to accountability, not skin color. What a shame. Connor, we're going to get to you right here on Listen Up. How are you today, Connor? I'm doing
4: good, Grant. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Yeah. So, this whole John Moran situation, I kind of wanted to talk about a part of it that I don't think I've heard much about. I mean, this is a guy that so many kids I feel like look up to just because they love his style of play and everything about him on the court and stuff. Cause he has like that mojo and that personality and stuff. But I mean, what kind of role model do you think he's being to these people with all these actions? I mean, it has to affect Not good. kids that are looking up to him. I mean, they're probably wondering to their parents, like this is really who I want to watch and want to follow.
0: Well, you know, if I'm a parent of a son or a daughter that, has John Moran as a role model, uh, I'd be very concerned right now. And on their birthday or holiday, I'd be going out and getting them a jersey of another player that I'm more comfortable with, quite frankly. That, that would concern me. Uh, I would al- it would also be a point of education to sit down with your son or daughter and let them know that, you know, when you handle your, your, your life, these are the things that can happen to you and that you can go from being a really good person a person that is when I mean, I'm talking about now having a communication with a younger person, you can say, hey, you know, this is what happens. You can go from being really famous, and having people love you. And if you do things wrong, this is what can happen to you. It can be a learning experience for a parent. But in terms of a role model, no, he's certainly not a role model right now. That is for sure.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to speak for John Moran or why he did what he did and stuff, but something that's got to be really concerning is that you talked about Stephen Adams kind of being a leader in a little players-only meeting and stuff, talking about behavior and stuff. I mean, that's before his gun incident. I mean, so he just took that and then went out and still did what he did. I mean, it has got to say a lot about his priorities or his mental capacity because something's not right here.
0: Something is not right. OK, and I talked about this with Sean Salisbury. When you're with a sports team, it's a it's a melting pot. Uh, it, I'll never forget Mike Lamb, who I worked with in Sacramento for years on the radio station. And Mike's a dear friend of mine. And Mike is from Clovis outside of Fresno. And Mike was on my podcast and he was very honest and said, you know, growing up, I was a redneck. He goes, I only knew what I knew He goes, I, I knew about my life. I knew about people that looked like me talk like me and acted like me. He goes, I didn't know anything else. And he said, when I got to USC where he played football, he said being around Ronnie Lott and Marcus Allen and all of the other black players was a whole new education for him. And he said he grew up at USC and he learned about another part of life, about different backgrounds, different ethnicities, something that he didn't know anything about. He said, I only knew what I knew. And when you're in that environment, in a locker room, you learn a lot. You see a lot and you, you learn a lot about different cultures, about poor people, about rich people, about white people, black people, Jewish people, uh, Muslims. I mean, I was around Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf Rauf day. I didn't know anything about praying as a Muslim. He used to pray. He used to bring a, a, a piece of carpet with him on the airplane, okay, and during Ramadan, used to sit in front of the emergency exit because there was a wider area, there weren't seats there, roll out the carpet, all right, and pray on the team airplane, okay, and being around him and seeing what he went through during that month, you know, of not eating, okay, and praying every day and everything. I learned a lot just from observing, all right, um, I learned a lot about being around Omri Caspi, not because I was not around Jewish people. I actually grew up in a community on Long Island that had a very high Jewish population. I learned a lot about anti-Semitism as a kid growing up, being around my friends. I talked to Omri about what it was like growing up in Israel and the feud across with the Palestinians. And I mean, I learned a lot just from being around him, okay, and talking to him. You, you, you get that experience when you're with a sports team. You may not get that experience if you live in a neighborhood and you don't step out of your neighborhood, all right, like Mike Lamb never stepped out of Clovis. You know, it can be a real education for people. And here's what you find out about, okay? When you meet somebody that doesn't look like you, doesn't talk like you, doesn't have really anything in common with you that you think, when you sit down and meet that person and talk with them, Regardless of your generation, color of your skin, religion, most times you walk away after meeting that person and go, wow, I can't believe how much I have in common with that individual. That's why I love traveling around the world. I love meeting people in different countries. I love meeting people with different cultures. And you know what you find out? Wow, I can't believe how much I have in common with this individual who's 30 or 40 years younger than me, doesn't look like me, doesn't speak the same language as me doesn't have the same political belief as me. And you're like, wow, that's fascinating. You know, but not enough people do that. And you get Stephen A. Smith going on national TV. And again, talking about the black community. I'm so tired of hearing about everything involved with the black community. Not everything like this story with John Moran has to be centered around the black community. Why do we have to always categorize and put people in groups? Why can't we be one country, the United States of America? But no, People like Stephen A. Smith will not allow us to be one 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 country. The United States of America drives me freaking crazy.
4: Yeah, I mean it's pretty insane to me. I mean, we just think about that story we talked about a couple of days ago that Kendrick Perkins can come out and say that Nikola Jokic has won a couple oh. MVPs, and just because of the color of his skin. But then John Morant can go out and commit multiple crimes, and we're trying to. I guess, just explain his actions well, and it's all okay. Let, let's. Well, I'm, I'm going to put the
0: brakes on you. He has not committed multiple crimes. Okay, he has not been charged with a crime. Okay, so we need to put the brakes on that. You could say he his choices have not been good and there are possible crimes that he committed. But to this point, we can't say that he committed multiple crimes, okay?
4: Yeah, sorry, I misspoke there. I'm just pretty heated on this topic. I understand, I miss- but I,
0: it's my job to make sure that you know, when we make very serious comments like that, that they're based on facts and not hearsay, you understand that I'm just helping you out. And I'm telling you this because I know that you are interested, like Ryan, be very careful. And I'm not I'm not coming down on you. I'm trying to help you right now. I'm trying to, you know, because I, I was in your shoes and I was in Ryan's shoes where I needed people to teach me these things as well. OK, and, I, and Jeff, who is a everyday caller to this show and is a big fan. I had to tell Jeff, I go, Jeff, you're stereotyping people and you're you're making accusations that are not true. Don't do that. I'm only trying to help you. John Morant has not, to this point, okay, been charged with any crimes. He may, but as of now, he is not.
4: Yeah, that's my bad. I just wanted to kind of switch over. We've talked about kind of the social issues and stuff with the John Morant situation, but I heard you mention with Sean about, kind of the locker room dynamic. I mean, how can it feel? I mean, it's got to affect the chemistry of the Grizzlies. I mean, they lost Joe for the near future. Brandon Clark is done. I mean, Dylan Brooks just got a suspension for having too many technicals. Yep. I mean, this is yep. an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, it's a mess. I don't see how they can keep their spot in the standings.
0: It's a train wreck. They're not going to keep their spot in the standings. They're going to fall. And it's a train wreck right now. They went from having a championship caliber team, and I believe I could say that, I think they were a championship-caliber team. And now I don't see any way in the world that they're going to survive this. I really don't.
4: Yeah, I totally agree. And then switching quickly to the NFL, I mean, obviously the big news was Derek Carr to the Saints. I mean, I see that as a division that's wide open. I mean, I don't trust Derek Carr in the playoffs. But looking at the other quarterbacks or potential quarterbacks in that division, I think the Saints, I know it's early, but it looks like they have a pretty good chance to have a pretty solid year.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, that division is up for grabs, and I would think they've got the, the best choice. Hey, by the way, um, Ryan told me you're going to be joining him tonight on YouTube, and I think that is great. I'm very happy for you. I'm getting ready to get on a plane here in a couple of minutes, so I'm not going to be able to do the show uh, tonight with Ryan. But you know what? Remember what I said, okay? And I know Ryan O reminded you, just make sure, believe you're speaking to somebody across the room. You're going to do great. Your knowledge is top shelf. Have fun. Remember to have fun. And uh, I'll, I'll, I won't i will be able to watch it live, but I will watch it when I arrive at my destination and I'll give you some feedback, okay?
4: Thanks. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. You take care. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Yep.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses
0: are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good stuff right there from Connor. All right, let's get to uh, Waggus right here. On Listen up, hey Waggus.
2: Hey, Grand, great show so far. Um, I don't really you, get into that whole thing. I was, I was wondering we can talk about the Kings, but, but I just wanted yeah. to ask you one question, and, and this just for my education purposes. Because you've been around, you know the NBA for a while now. When players travel with the team, and when they travel to another city and they want to go out, do they have an? Does a team provide them with enough security?
0: No, not when they're on their own. There is no security when they leave the hotel unless they have their own security. But no, the ma- majority of players, uh, when they walk out of the hotel, are on their own and not with security. If they want. If they're going out as a group, there are generally uh, one to two NBA-appointed security people that travel with the team at all times. They can then ask that individual, "Hey, can you come out with us tonight?" And that individual will say yes and will accompany the players. But no, the vast majority of time, the players leave on their own. There is no security. Most players I found, and this this trend started. Uh, with the advent of camera phones, don't even go out anymore and don't leave the hotel. Players used to leave the hotel at all times, used to do all kinds of things, and now they don't. Uh, it was about 10 to 15 years ago when players started bringing, and I'm not kidding you, their own Xbox on the plane, their video games and everything, and they would get together in the hotel room and play video games at NBA 2K and all of that. Madden, all right? That's now the new norm on the road you don't see a lot of nba players leaving the hotel anymore because there are too many bad people out there that are trying to extort them by putting them doing things they shouldn't be doing on video phones and et cetera. and they just they, they don't want the headache so a, a lot of the players don't even go out now
2: okay i'll just you know trying to see you know because if, if if i'm an nba player and i'm that fearful that I need to, you know, have something with me. It's better, especially for a player like John Moran, who's probably making two, $300,000 a game can easily have his own private security. Right. I mean, that's correct. Yeah, okay. that's correct. Okay. But, so, I, but I'm just telling
0: you, I've noticed a big trend yeah. uh, with traveling in the NBA in the last 10 to 15 years that players don't even really leave the hotel that often.
2: Okay. Okay. So, yeah, no, I, I actually do, um, you know, that why, but you know, I'm uh, kind of uh, switching gears to basketball. You know, I understand Mike Brown's going to win Coach of the Year as he should, but you know, I'm really concerned as a Kings fan because they don't play any defense, and I feel like if if we if we face the Lakers without the LeBron or the Warriors or maybe even the Clippers, uh I don't really like our chances. I'm, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that because. Again, Grant, I mean, you know, I've been watching basketball for a while, and you have too, and you know, in the playoffs, defense wins games, in my opinion, down the stretch. So I think of- they
0: would be the underdog if they were playing the Warriors and the Wealthies were uh, – I don't think, I know they would. Even if they had home court, they would be the underdog. Most people would pick the Warriors to beat the Kings if they're healthy. You know, the Kings have actually showed they match up very well with the Clippers this year, even in the one game that Kawhi and Paul George played, although George didn't play in that last overtime. They seem to match up very well with the Clippers. You know, as far as the Lakers, I don't think the Lakers are getting in. I really don't. And if they do get in, they won't see them. The Lakers would have to not only get into the play-in, they'd have to win the play-in. And then, even then, the chances of that, they wouldn't play Sacramento until at the earliest, the second round. So I wouldn't really worry about the Lakers.
2: So I guess what my main concern is, is that what is your biggest concern for the Kings going to the playoffs?
0: Their inconsistency, not only from game to game, but from quarter to quarter. And the fact that on nights when their three isn't falling, they're not going to beat uh, teams that you just mentioned. So that's my biggest issue. They don't have anything else that they can fall back on. So that's my biggest
2: issue with the Kings as we get ready for hopefully a playoff run. So basically, you know, you kind of agree they don't have a defense.
0: No, well, even Mike Brown, the coach, agrees on that. He's been very okay. open about it. He does not hide the fact that they're a terrible defensive team.
2: Okay, I just – you know, I mean, I, I get it. It's a great year. We're going to make the playoffs. But now I'm kind of yep. getting greedy, and, you know, we're in the yep. third position here, so we'll see what happens. Might even be two.
0: Could even move up to two with Memphis's situation. You know, Memphis I, I can't see holding on to the number two spot. I could see the Kings staying three. I could see Phoenix you know, being two, I can see the Kings being three. Right now, with Memphis' situation, I don't see the Kings being anything worse than four.
2: Okay. I I just know if the Kings get Dallas first round, uh, I would give them a good ch- chance to win that series. I think, um, I don't think they're beating Phoenix or the Clippers. Now, I know they match well, uh, but yeah, so, but we will see yep. what happens. We'll see, you, buddy. All right. Thank you. Yeah, you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Waggus.
0: Hey, a reminder. Uh, to those of you that joined us a little late, tomorrow's show is going to be at three o'clock Pacific. All right, so I'll be on tomorrow at three o'clock instead of four o'clock. So just remind yourself. Obviously, you'll get the notification when I schedule the show, but that's going to be at uh, three o'clock tomorrow. All right, let's move along to uh, Dorian. Hello, Dorian. Welcome to the program today.
1: Hey, Grant. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you, um, Grant. My pleasure. Are- I want to ask you, you know, when I was at Sacramento State as a student athlete, we had a lot of opportunities for, you know, just development, development as young men, development, you know, in certain situations. Can you educate us and can you educate me on the types of opportunities that teams and the NBA provide for young, you know, these young people that are making so much money and that, you know, are potentially going to yes. be exposed to these kind of situations? Can you educate us, uh, educate yes. us on that?
0: All players that come into the respective leagues uh, go to a rookie seminar And this is basically a period of time of education, pitfalls to watch out for, uh, taking care of your money, all of the things that, you know, you may take for granted. The leagues do not take for granted. Okay, all of the players are given numbers to keep on the phone if there's an emergency, if you need assistance. If you've been drinking and can't drive, you call this number. If you feel threatened, you call, that. you know, I mean, everything, okay? Uh, There are programs for players that uh, come up with drinking problems, drug problems, uh, issues with relationships if you need guidance and you're not getting along with your spouse. And, you know, so there are all of these things that are afforded these players, they have they have uh, help around them all the time when they are traveling. Okay. There are, there's actually an individual in the NBA that is like a babysitter and I, I'm not exaggerating. All right. I'm, I'm using a babysitter for uh, sake of explanation. That individual is with the team almost like as a liaison between The player and the coach, the player and the media, the player and the fans. And that person's job is to be around the players all the time, talk to them, see if they're having any issues that they need help with. Uh, They go out to meals with them on the road, if they leave the hotel, or they eat in the hotel. They're with the players constantly, and they're basically monitoring the players to make sure that they're not having any issues that need to be dealt with. So there are all types of things, Dorian, that these players have right at their fingertips to prevent these John Moran situations from happening.
1: Wow. And and how and how often are or like what, what would you say, like these players are taking advantage of these these different programs? Like what would you do you say a lot of players do or or not so much? Yes.
0: I would say the vast majority do. You know, the the, the bad the, the bad things that we hear about are really, to be honest with you, few and far between. If you talk about a percentage basis, you know, the the Alvin Kamara's of the world and the stories that we're talking about with John Morant or what have you, they're very, very much in the minority. You know, most of these professional athletes are, you know, law-abiding citizens who are, you know, many of them are good family men, have good backgrounds, have, do good things in the community, are very diligent about becoming the best professional they can be are good with the fans. I mean, I can go on and on. That's the vast majority of athletes, yeah. but like any form of society, any sector of society, you're going to have people that step out of line. Our politicians step out of line, our airline pilots step out of line. All right. I mean, I can go on and on, All right. I can talk about, you know, white collar jobs, uh blue collar jobs. I can talk about this sector of society, that sector of society, People step out of line. People make mistakes. People do things that they shouldn't do. Of that's society. It's no different in professional sports.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's great insight, Grant. Thank you so much for taking my call. I appreciate it. It's unfortunate. My it was, pleasure. It's unfortunate it was gone yep. with John, but I hope, uh, I hope he heals and I hope everything's all good yep. uh, in the long term. I do too. Hope the Kings get the win tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you very much.
0: Hey, good show today. Uh, I got to move on with uh, part two of my travel here. So I'm going to wrap up the show. I want to say thank you very much. I hope that you have a tremendous Monday. Don't forget Ryan, and I think Connor's going to join him. I don't know if he's joining him for all three shows, but he'll be on with him after the game. So uh, be sure and check out that over on YouTube, Periscope. Really appreciate you. And don't forget, tomorrow, 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody.
1: 18 plus.